sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. I'll be the first to admit I have an authority problem. I mean, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I don't mean to want to always stick it to the man. The man bothers me. I don't understand why the man bothers me. Uh, I've never been particularly kind to God. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I believe in some sort of something bigger than us. I wouldn't be at all surprised if God was some sort of pimply faced 12 year old playing Sim city with our lives. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Uh, <laughs> I, when I was young, I was like, look, man, I was like, if I was going to die and I literally go up to heaven and, uh, God's like, look, man, you, uh, you either got to bow down to me or you're going to go to hell. I think right into his face. I'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Push the button, bitch. <laughs> That's how I feel about God. <laughs> I, I don't think I really believe in some sort of um, being that is emotionally attached to us in a way that like, you know, you know how in the Bible, God like told Noah to build an ark and he put all those animals on it. And then he just basically drowned the rest of humanity. Is that really the God we want to worship? I mean, doesn't that strike you as some sort of weird Grecian or Roman asshole God? I mean, that's an asshole move. You got to admit it. Fucking drowning all the people. Couldn't send a note. Couldn't be like, hey, motherfuckers, you're really fucking up. Uh, I'm going to give you 30 days notice. Nothing. No. I mean, he told Noah. And then there's all that other weird shit. I mean, I... There's weird shit. God did weird shit. The other thing I have a real problem with is that Job. You remember Job? Like God and the devil got together and devil's all like, man, your guys aren't going to be that faithful to you. And you're like, no, man, my fuckers are faithful, asshole. And they're like, prove it. And then he fucking ruins Job's life. And Job just keeps worshiping God. And, and then, you know, God. It's like, see, told you, sucker. And devil's like, God damn, your people are retards, man. 
<laughs> I mean, that's another bullshit move, right? So that's how I view pretty much all authority. I just, I don't uh, look, I'm not saying I have great ideas. I'm just saying if I'm going to do stupid shit with my life, I want to, I want to be in charge of making the stupid decisions, not somebody else. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not in any way, shape or form suggesting that my, my ideas are better than anybody else's ideas. I'm just saying, uh, I don't need to follow your fucking stupid orders. I'll do my own stupid shit. <laughs> That's how my whole life has been. I've been a rebellious teenager for 50 years. <laughs> I don't know why. My wife literally asked me, she's like, I finished some video. I was angry about homelessness and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, I'm really concerned. You might have a heart attack, bro. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's how I feel. She's like, I know that's how you feel. And that's what worries me. <laughs> but somehow I am still here on WMVU. Many voices united. Uh, really very nice to me. They were like, dude, I'm not trying to censor you or anything. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not. No. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> and there it was. I'm like, oh, man, the man's coming for me. The man's coming for me. Man's coming for me. You know what happens if the man comes for you? You know what you need to do? Call Warner Mendenhall. That's what you got to do. You got to go over to warnermendenhall.com and uh, get on there. You know, call them at 330-535-9160. Because you know why? Because they fight for justice. No opponents too big. No clients too small. We hold companies, governments, and other institutions accountable and they're not lying about that either they are they are holding people accountable they're not afraid of shit wonder if they have like a daddy issue like me <laughs> why are they so angry what is it about guys like us that are just against authority i'm convinced we should have a we should have like a, a support group or something <laughs> People like us are just like, fuck you fuckers. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you abuse those people anymore. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I'd love to know how Warner Mendenhall's relationship with his dad was. <laughs> I don't know. Was it good? Was he pissed off? We all come from someplace, right? You don't, uh, you don't become, uh, David from David and Goliath just out of the ether. Somebody big and strong pissed you off and you're like, screw that. I'm not dealing with that bull crap anymore. And then you go in and you're like, man, I'm going to help the people, man. I'm going to help the people. 
And uh, that's what Warner Mendenhall does. That's what Warner Mendenhall does. He helps the people. Are you a person? Oh, you are. Have you been screwed over by a government or a company or an institution? Oh, you have? Well, then say no more. Go over to warnermendenhall.com. Call 330-535-9160, and they will hook you up. No case too complex. We primarily focus our practice in the following areas of law. False claims. I don't know what that is. Sounds false. Property law. I got property issues. Municipal law. Criminal defense, small business, personal injury, and general civil litigation. Our mission is to make our world a better place, one case at a time. If our experience can't benefit you, we are networked with other law firms throughout the state and the nation willing to provide further support as needed. Don't wait. Give us a call today, 330-535-9160, for a consultation in the Akron, Ohio area. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There's people that got your back, and the law offices of Warner Men and all are them. Yeah. So did you hear uh, a guy died? That big, fat, <laughs> tub of lard, Oxycontin addict, radio host guy died. What the hell is his name? Google now. Who was the radio host that died this week? Can't remember his name. There it is, Rush Limbaugh. But died of lung cancer at age 70. Honest to God, this is how I, I saw the news. I saw it come up on my tr trending on Twitter, and I said to myself, I said, good. <laughs> I can't really, I mean, not out loud. Maybe out loud. I don't know. I don't know. I, I might be talking to myself while I'm, you know, perusing uh, <laughs> Twitter. But I know either in my head or out loud, I said, good. And then I'm like, wow, man, that is some harsh ass shit. That is some harsh ass shit. <laughs> you're like, you see some headline of a guy who's dead and you're like, good. <laughs> and then I realize I'm part of the problem. This is exactly the thing I'm trying to fight against. And I know some of you that are listening here might be liberals. You'd be like, yeah, good. Glad Rush Limbaugh's dead from lung cancer. Good. Only regret is he couldn't die multiple times from lung cancer. My only regret is he didn't die sooner. And <laughs> we got to stop that line of thinking, people. We have to stop that. Rush Limbaugh was allowed to be Rush Limbaugh because he lives in the United States of America. To my knowledge, I, uh, first of all, let me say, I know nothing about Rush Limbaugh other than what CNBC is going to tell me, MSNBC and CNN and everybody else. Tell me how I'm supposed to think about Rush Limbaugh. 
I literally have not listened to more than five minutes of Rush Limbaugh in my entire life, and my response to his death was good. <laughs> but then I dug in deeper, and they're like, Rush Limbaugh was uh, mean to uh, Jason Fox. Is that his name? Jason Fox? Fox? G G Rush? Uh, Fox? G G the guy with the disease. Rush Limbaugh and Fox. Yeah, they'll know what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I forget. You know who I'm talking about. The guy who, uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future actor. Love. I love living in the time. Michael! Sixty actors, I just learned. There's a cast of more than sixty actors. Michael J. Fox. Okay, so Rush Limbaugh did a segment of which I did watch. Pretty sure that's the only thing I've ever watched of Rush Limbaugh. I must have watched some Rush Limbaugh. I see clips of him every once in a while when people want to make fun of him and tell me what an evil dick he is. And yeah, he was like saying, "Well, Michael J. Fox." was exaggerating his movements for, you know, to get sympathy. He was overdoing it. And yeah, it's in, it's, it's rude and, uh, ignorant and, you know, uh, a dickish thing to say, but who gives a shit what he says about Michael J. Fox? I just literally saw a headline of a guy who dies from lung cancer at age 70 and said, good. <laughs> so how is it that I am holier than, 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 than Rush Limbaugh? And if you're a liberal, you said it too. You said it too. You know, you did. I saw all you on Twitter saying it. And then like, then, oh, and then, uh, then you wanted to, somebody else to die. I can't even remember. You're like, oh, now I hope so-and-so dies. You fucking assholes. You wish people are dying for the words they say. I'm wishing I'm happy. A guy died. Because of words he said? Holy shit. That makes me at least as bad as him. There's nothing worse than you can that you can do is wish somebody dead. I mean, I guess you could wish them tortured. Uh you can wish them that they spend all eternity in hell which is a stupid thing to wish for because I mean, what is hell? It's not even a thing. It's so ridiculous. So I am no better than Rush Limbaugh. And what's worse is at least Rush Limbaugh looked at Michael J. Fox before he, he said that weird ass shit about him. Like he's claiming that he was over exaggerating his movements. I just wished I was just glad Rush Limbaugh was dead and I had never listened to five minutes of him. How do I know what Rush Limbaugh is? I mean, yeah, he's a conservative guy. He really railed against uh, uh, Obama. I know that. 
But I also know that, like, he's a guy that wants less taxes. He doesn't like liberal ideas. How are we? Look, people, when you're like, I believe in the Democrats and the conservatives hate people. No, 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 no. You believe in theories that you think are going to help the world. But A, you are not some sort of political strategist scientist uh, that has any inkling of knowledge. Most of you aren't. I'm sure nobody of import is actually listening to this. You're just like, like me. You're just some sort of Monday morning quarterback spouting your bullshit on Facebook about how things should be. But the fact of the matter is, you don't know how things should be. You don't know how things are going to turn out in the real world. Okay. You take a concept. Okay. You take a concept of say $15 an hour, right? That's what's going on. I guess our lovely asshole, new moderate Democrat president, Joe Biden is, you know, backing off on $15 an hour. He's like, we'll get there in a few years. Well, yeah, then it's got to be like $17 an hour, asshole. But so like, like, let's take that. Okay. Let's take $15 an hour. You're like, everybody should make $15 an hour. Oh, really? You're, you're, uh, uh, you're sure of that. Did you see what the CBO says? $15 an hour and the CBO. Okay. Uh, uh, God bless America. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Here it is. Maybe it's here. CB, CBO. Yeah. The uh, congressional budget office. Okay. Um, they're like the cumulative budget deficit. Okay. It says here, if enacted at the end of March, 2021, the raise of wage act of 2021 introduced on January 26, 2021 would raise the federal minimum wage and annual increment. Uh, in annual increments to $15 an hour by June of 2025, and then adjust it to increase at the same rate as median hour hourly wages. In this report, this Congressional Budget Office, which is a nonpartisan group of people, I guess, I don't know, they're like the Academy Award, the Academy Awards nominee, some invisible CBO people, I don't know who these people are, estimate the bill's effects on the federal budget. The cumulative budget deficit over 2021-2031 period would increase by $54 billion. Increases in annual deficits would be smaller before 2025 as the minimum wage increases were phased in. Higher prices for goods and food stemming from the higher wages of workers paid at or near the minimum wage, such as those providing long-term health care, would contribute to increases in federal spending. So that's, I mean, can you, that's, that's how the free market kind of works, right? You, 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 you price your goods for what the market will bear. And if people have more money and they're willing to spend it, you increase the price of stuff. You get it? And then it says changes in uh, in employment and in distribution of income would increase spending for some programs, such as unemployment compensation, reduce spending for others, such as nutrition programs, and boost federal revenue on net, it says. Okay? So what you need to know is we have no idea what $15 an hour is going to do to the economy. We have no idea. Will it make housing prices increase? Probably. Will it make products more expensive? Probably. Is it going to make people's lives better? 
for some, probably. Is it going to hurt other people? Probably. (laughs) Probably. But yet we spout crap like we're some sort of like, like, uh, um, uh, 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 Nobel award-winning economist. Like we know everything. And so my point is, I tend to, I mean, look, I want, I, I want more affordable healthcare. I'm sick and tired of what I have to pay for healthcare. It's ridiculous. Everything I read says that like other countries has better health care. And I guess our doctors get paid more. But then on, on the other side, um, they're, they have to hold like tons of, of, of liability insurance because people are suing their asses all the time, right? So that they have to pay for that. Schooling is incredibly expensive to become a doctor. So they have to pay for that. So I don't know. How does it wash out? Yeah, I guess American doctors make more money than doctors in other countries. Awesome. Glad to hear it. But how does it wash out with all the other stuff? I hear it's much more expensive to go to school, medical school here in uh, the United States. And, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars backed up for, you know. So, like, it's complicated. These are complicated issues, people. (laughs) These are complicated issues. So my whole point is, as you're like celebrating the death of Rush Limbaugh because you don't like his, his, his politics, how dare you? How dare me? I have no idea. If his politics is better than mine or worse than mine. But I do know one thing. I'm sure as hell glad Rush Limbaugh could be Rush Limbaugh. I am glad 100% that there was a platform for Rush Limbaugh to say Rush Limbaugh shit. I'm glad. Super glad. Super glad. It's basically how our country was founded. On the idea that, like, we're like, look, these British bastards are taking all our money. I'm sick of it. And we talked about it and talked about it. And we're like, fuck Britain. We're going to start our own country. And then the king's like, fuck you, man. No, we're like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And then we had a big old fucking war and we, you know, killed tons and tons of people. And now we're America. That's why our two main amendments are freedom of speech and guns. It's who we are. It's everything we're based on. Guns and speech. Of course that has to be who we are. We need more guns. That's what I say. (laughs) Every gun law, like... You want bigger magazines? How big of a magazine can I get you? That's my question. That's all I want to know. Because you know why? Because then I want to be able to say, you know what? I want to be able to talk smack about anybody in America. I want to be able to say crazy ass shit in America. Crazy ass shit. If I want to try and convince you that the lunar landings were a fake, 
and George Bush caused the 9-11 terrorist things, I should be able to say that shit. I don't want some hoity-toity prissy liberal telling me what I can and can't say. Fuck them. Fuck them. (laughs) That's what I say. And I want to be able to say that. Because you know what? They're not always right. They're not always right. I, by and large, am a science guy. I believe in science. I believe in science. Okay? I believe in it. You know who Sarah Bartman is? Sarah Bartman was an African woman who was a slave. Uh, uh, best known of at least two South African Khoi Khoi women who, due to the European objection, objectification of their buttocks, were exhibited as freak show attractions in the 19th century Europe under the name Hottentot Venus. Hottentot was the name for the Khoi people now considered to be an offensive term, and Venus referred to the Roman goddess of love and fertility. This woman had a large rear end. She had a big butt, I guess. You know? But the problem was they enslaved her and took her around as a freak around Europe. And and the problem was that her existence encouraged doctors to double down on and, 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 and scientists to double down on the fact that, yes, indeed, Africans were actually less human and more ape-like. That's, that was what it was. Here, I'll read the, hold on. Let me get it for you. Let me read the statement I put on statement I put on uh, Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Sage Lewis 1971. Yes, you can. Europe's most. It says Europe's. uh, She died, by the way, in 1815. Okay. December 29th. Europe's most distinguished intellectual and comparative anatomist, George Covier, secured her corpse and brought her to his laboratory. He removed her clothes, cracked open her chest wall, removed and studied all her major organs, Cuvier, I don't know how you say his name, spread her legs, studied her buttocks, and cut out her genitals, setting them aside for preservation. After Cuvier and his team of scientists finished their scientific rape, uh, they boiled off the rest of Bartman's flesh. They reassembled the bones into a skeleton, uh, Covier then added her remains to his world famous collection in his report, incidentally. Okay. Most distinguished intellectual and comparative anatomist. This is what he says in his report. He claimed to have never seen a human head more resembling a monkey's than hers. The coy people of South Africa he concluded were more closely related to the ape than to the human. Okay. That is what scientists said. Now, you might be like, oh, well, Sage, it was 1815. We've gotten better than that. Have we? Tuskegee experiment. Do you know what that is? Well, don't worry. I'm going to read you all about it. 
This is the Tuskegee syphilis study. The Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male, informally referred to as the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Uh, the U.S. Health Service syphilis study, oh, this names, was an unethical natural history study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the United States Public Health Service and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. You might know them. They are called the CDC. The purpose of this study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. The African-American men who participated in the study were told that they were receiving free health care from the federal government of the United States. Okay, this went on until 1972. I was a year old. The public health service started a service. The public health service started the study in 1932 in collaboration with Tuskegee University, a historically black college in Alabama. Okay, in the study, investigators enrolled a total of 600 impoverished African American sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama. Of these men. 399 had latent syphilis with a controlled group of 201 who were not infected. As an incentive for participation in the study, the men were promised free medical care, (laughs) but were deceived by the PHS who never informed the subjects of their diagnosis and disguised placebos, ineffective methods and diagnostic procedures as treatment. The men were initially told the study was only going to last six months, but it was extended to 40 years. 40 years. (sighs) After funding for treatment was lost, the study was continued without informing the men that they would never be treated. None of the infected men were treated with penicillin, despite the fact that by 1947, the antibiotic was widely available and had become the standard treatment for syphilis. <laughs> the study continued under numerous public health service supervisors until 1972, when a leak to the press resulted in the termination on 9, November, 19, uh, November 16th. It was only because they got caught. The study caused the death of 128 of its participants, either directly from syphilis or from related complications. So when you hear people, if I'm talking to you liberals, when you hear people that are like, I don't trust the vaccination, I want you to flip through these two anecdotes about Sarah Bartman and this Tuskegee syphilis nightmare. People have real reason to be suspicious of science. Real reason. Yet we are told by liberals, just believe the scientists. Just believe the scientists. I'm going to tell you for a fact, I know I have a friend who's a scientist from uh, went to incredible universities. And he was doing studies. I'm not going to say where or how or even what, but he told me he left. He left the studies because his supervisors told him that money was on the line and he needed to sex up the numbers. 
He needed to sex up the numbers. That, like, I don't know, five years ago or something. It goes on all the time. So the problem a lot of times is with liberals who are like, they like to put down on their resume that they're tolerant are some of the least tolerant people in America. You might say that a white supremacist hates 13% of the country, but an extreme liberal hates half the country for voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> I got friends who hate every one of the 70 million people who voted for Donald Trump. They think they're racist. They're like, how could they vote for somebody like that? Well, I got a reason. <laughs> how about they're fucking Republicans and that's what they vote for? Just like you're an asshole Democrat and that's who you vote for. They like the general um, issues and it's not racism, asshole. It's lower taxes. It's uh, 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 um. Uh, supporting of religious ideas. They tend to live in rural communities. But you have been brainwashed as a liberal to believe that it's racism because that's what CNN told you. Not because you met any single conservative except on Facebook in some heated, stupid discussion. You ever gone to dinner uh, at a conservative's house in the country? That's where I used. To, that's where I grew up. Grew up in the country. I had a four-acre farm. I, not, not I. My family they rented rented a four-acre farm, and uh, we were surrounded by uh, farmers, the Kostekis, the Wakefields. And Harold and Rhea, that was where are the Wakefield? Dobsons. Kostecki's, Dobsons, and Wakefields. They were the big farmers in the town. Some of the most amazing people you've ever met in your life. Incredibly kind, incredibly wonderful. These people aren't thinking about racism at all. It's not even on their plate. <laughs> they're thinking about farming techniques and what, what, you know, what, what should they invest in new farm equipment and uh, what variation of, of strain of corn should they be planting this season? And, you know, what, how are they going to afford college for their kids? Not thinking about divisive issues like you fucktard liberals think. You just you're just fed bullshit, and then you you trap them in these weird ass conversations on Facebook, and they say something, they say something that seems racist or misogynistic or anti LGBTQIA, and you're like, see, I already told you, I told you. Oh man, it's it's a cesspool of disease and pestilence over at Facebook. It's a terrible, terrible place that has nothing 
rooted in any kind of reality. It just divides us. It's all. It's all it does. It's meant to heat us up and uh, keep us engaged. Fire those synapses in our brains. It's meant for you to hate people you don't like. That's what it's built for, asshole. But yet you somehow think it's some sort of sociological uh, uh, study. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're so stupid. And the reason I, 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 I rail on, 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 on liberals so much is because they think they're smart. That's what bothers. They think they're tolerant and they think they're smart. Like, I went to college. I have a master's degree. And all Trump supporters are racist. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're the stupidest person I've met. There's nothing worse than um, a liberal, a condescending, hypocritical, arrogant, stupid liberal who thinks they understand things. And they don't. They're just in their little stupid liberal bubble. Oh. These are my people. Ugh, disgusting. And you know why it really bothers me? Because I see these liberals bashing people they don't know, bashing conservatives, people that voted for Trump, and they're my friends. Most white homeless people I know voted for Trump. Well, they didn't vote. I mean, they can't vote. Don't be stupid. They would have voted for Trump. <laughs> they don't have IDs. Can't vote if you're homeless. Don't be dumb. A lot of the people who come from out of town, who drive an hour to help inner city Akron homeless people, voted for Trump. These are my friends. I hang out with them. Okay? And I know that, like, that's going to make you go over to Facebook. Well, I need to unfollow him right now because he's friends with racists. No, fucktard. They don't, we don't talk about race at all. We talk about, like, things we have in common. Like, actually, like, how can we help homeless people when I'm talking about homeless people? When I'm with homeless people talking with helping homeless, I talk about homelessness. Then I talk about, hey, what'd you do for Christmas? What'd you do for Thanksgiving? What'd you do with your family this weekend? Like normal human shit. You don't, you don't talk about, you don't, you don't just jam fucking divisive issues down everybody's throat like you do on Facebook. But somehow you think Facebook is telling the truth when it is a deceptive, evil hellish landscape they've done studies on it you know if you you and your fancy fucking education should know that those social media channels are there to rile you up and 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 and, and, and cause you your they're they're emotionally triggering you to keep you engaged has nothing to do with reality. And so I resent it. I resent it. I resent it because you know why I resent it? Because when I go and hang out with my conservative friends, 
They don't yell at me because I'm a liberal. If we even bring it up, but anyway, I can bring it up. I can have rational conversations with them about that, but I can't have rational conversations about conservatives with liberals. I can't. They'll unfollow me. They'll cancel me. <laughs> because they just want to get more and more in their bubble. Because Facebook. And it makes me sad. And then the sadness turns into raging anger. <laughs> because that's who I am. Because I'm like, you don't even know these people, man. You don't know who these people are. You know who the biggest helpers are for me with homelessness? Evangelicals. You liberals hate them. You don't even know what an evangelical is. I like was having a conversation. I'm like, an evangelical is a person that goes to an evangelical church. And the guy's like, no, they don't. No, no. They're the people that hate liberals and hate, uh, hate America and they're Nazis. I'm like, no asshole. They're people that go that It's a kind of religion. It's, it's, it's a version of Christianity. They go to evangelical churches. I never have, I never have political conversations with evangelicals. I'm talking ministers, parishioners, people that go. I've never once have they come up to me and said, Sage, man, you got to fucking get away from those liberals. They're, they're ruining America. No. You know what they talk to me about? How can I help homeless people more, Sage? What do these people need more of? That's all they talk to me about. Do they have political ideas? I'm sure they do. We all do. But it doesn't rule their life like you think it does. I like really would like to not be around liberals a lot of the times because they make me so mad. I would like to cancel them. Because honestly, I have more uh, rational conversations with my conservative friends. And it bothers me that you people with your higher education are as ignorant and, and, and myopic and close-minded as you are. It bothers me. And it bothers me because I'm on your side. Ugh. 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 It's embarrassing to have to admit that I'm a liberal or whatever I am. I'm left. I'm like on the inside. I'm on the outside of the inside. I am not a communist and I am not an anarchist. Okay. Um, I'm a, like a reconstructionist. I like to break things down and then quickly build them right back up. Try again. Deconstruct, reconstruct, deconstruct, reconstruct. That's what I like to do. So I don't want to just destroy permanently things. I would do want to destroy things, but then, you know, try again <laughs> and then destroy them again just for fun. Like moving furniture around your house. You know, I don't want to just be anarchists. I don't, I don't mean, I don't understand even how that even works. I mean, who the fuck do I call when my toilet's clogged in anarchy? Really? Who do I call? Worried. So the real worries about anarchy I have. <sighs> <laughs> what? 
What if my internet goes down? What if, what if my road has a pothole? Who do I call? I need somebody to call. Uh, and communism. Okay. Look, I'm part of an organization that's communist. They don't know they're communist, but they are, uh, the people in the organization control the powers of the organization. Okay. It's, it's a hundred percent communist. So, so. Uh, the means of production, socialism and communism. The definition is that the means of production go to the people and not to private individuals. Okay. So it basically becomes a democracy. Every business on planet earth becomes a democracy. And I'm here to tell you, it is a nightmare, a nightmare. Have you ever tried to get something done in a democ democratic organization? Holy shit. What an exhausting, endless. Oh, everybody's opinion matters. And people. In look, not everybody's opinion should matter in every instance of everything. OK, but that's what communism is. Like communism is like, you're going to vote on where, uh, Apple will be producing its next iPhone. What country without any understanding at all of distribution and anything of anything, but you're, because you're in a communist country, Apple is not allowed to make any executive decisions without asking you and taking a democratic vote on it. What a holy hellish nightmare. You'll never see an iPhone again. You'll never see it again. I hope you like the iPhone you have because they'll never get one manufactured ever again. There's going to be, there's a million moving parts in a, a decision on how to manufacture a, an iPhone. And if you got to take a vote on every single thing, no iPhones It's done. It's over I'm telling you I'm a part of an organization like that. And it's hellish. It's exhausting. I'm like, somebody make a fucking decision. Just do it. Stop asking me. You're in charge. I'm just sitting here. You tell me what to do. Stop asking and take a fucking survey. If I have to take one more fucking survey, I'm going to fucking survey the surveys. Why don't we do that? Why don't we get a survey on whether or not the surveys are any good? How about that? As a communist company, I should have the right to run a survey on the surveys. <laughs> I'm going to go ask him. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, but you know what? I'm no expert. Maybe it's the greatest thing ever. Maybe this communist company that I work for is just a piece of shit and doesn't know how to do communism right. But I'm telling you, I can I can I can I can sense it. You need leaders in a company, okay? You need somebody to make a decision. Otherwise, nothing gets done. And I can't understand in my current understanding of what communism is, where we 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 give the means of production, which is every decision and 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 machine and everything to all the people, how anything will get done. 
Oh my God, what a nightmare. So I'm not down, but you know what? I'm a capitalist. I like running small businesses. I don't want to be told. I just told you about 40 minutes ago that I have uh, 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 um, daddy issues that like, like I need to be in charge. So of course I'm not going to be down with communism. I don't, it's just who I'm inclined to be. It might be amazing. But I'm telling you, I'm experiencing a communist company right now. And you know what? I watched a guy. He's like, look, if you want co-ops, start a co-op company. Nobody's stopping you from doing that. And I'm like, right. If that's the best thing, then do it. Start a company or just do that. Start a company. Bam. Communism. Because now you're totally in charge. The people are in charge. Congratulations. And then if you grow and you still love communism so much, make it a co-op where everybody votes. Problem solved. Now you got your own little communist company of your own in America. But you know what? Nobody does that because it sucks. It fucking sucks. Can you imagine having to go home and vote on everything, vote on like, you know, how Amazon, what pricing of Amazon products are going to be this month and, you know, and, 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 uh, what the price of milk should be, what the price of gas should be. It's exhausting. Uh, no, no, thank you. You know how I'll vote by buying it or not buying it. Okay. Give me more shit to buy more options to buy it. And that's how I'll vote. That's my own little communist plan. I'll buy what I want and then you'll go out of business and I voted. See, bam, communism. Fine. That's how I want it. That's, that's exactly how much participation I want in a company. But you know what? We won't. You hear about all the slave labor going on in chocolate, in the chocolate world? Everybody is making chocolate with slave kids. Everybody. There's like three little companies that you'll never find anywhere in any meaningful store. Chocolate companies that use child slave labor. Hershey, Nestle, and Mars. They broke their pledge to end child slave labor. They do it. <laughs> this farmer's like, he's like, I admit that it's kind of slavery, says this farmer. I, yeah, it's, it's pretty slavey. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You aren't going to stop eating chocolate if you like chocolate. If you don't like chocolate, you'll be like, well, I'm not going to eat my chocolate. But if you like chocolate, you're going to use slave labor to get your chocolate because it's Hershey, Nestle, and Mars. <laughs> 20 years ago they pledged to end child slavery 20 years it's a lie they're lying to you because you know what you also want cheap chocolate baby you want chocolate and you want it cheap so yeah that's how you're that's your communism for you you're voting uh, because they know they can't, you're not going to pay for more expensive chocolate and they know you're not going to stop buying chocolate. <laughs> they know. So there you go. There's, there's communism. 
So, so who's to even say that if like <laughs> the people get the means of production, that they're not going to be worse than the, the people actually running the companies right now. Be like, well, you know, I sure do like chocolate and I can't afford to spend another extra dollar on a Hershey bar. They're already $2. That's too much. It's too much already. I just, you know, we need to make a pact that over the next 20 years, we get rid of sl child slave labor. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll make a pact. Like you think the, the people are going to be any more ethical. <laughs> the people running these com companies. Ugh. You're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to make any hard decisions either. Like, uh, car company that pledged to go all electric. So GM. Yeah. GM. Okay. There, there it is. Okay. So here it is. GM. General Motors to eliminate gasoline and diesel light duty cars and SUVs by 2035. You think a communist uh, company is going to do that? Hell no. That takes balls, ladies and gentlemen. Brass fucking balls. Co-ops don't have any balls. You, you, oh, they, they're, they're run by like reactionary fear mongers. You'd never eliminate gasoline in a uh, co-op. Never. Too afraid, too afraid. But, dudes, that's my convoluted decision, okay? And I could very well be 100% wrong. And you know what, though? You should be able to just go out there and be like, Sage Lewis is a total idiot. Uh, communism and anarchy is the future of America. And a hundred percent, you should be allowed to say that a hundred fucking percent. You should be able to say, I am starting the American communist an anarcho communist movement, and I will be running for president in 2020 million four or whatever. I don't know. Whenever we, whenever 2024, is that the next presidential? I don't know. You'll have to run against <laughs> Donald Trump though. It's going to be rough. Uh, so we got to shake off this whole judgment thing we have. We have to at least be aware of it because they all stem from the same place. R when you see the headline that, 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 that Rush Limbaugh has died at age 70 and you say good, you should know that you're coming from a place of bigotry and hatred. The same place where racism comes from and misogyny comes from and uh, all the other hateful, hurtful ideologies. You have no idea. I mean, I don't know anything that Rush Limbaugh said. I know nothing. I hear he's a conservative asshole. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? I'm glad he's out there. Because if you get to have a Rush Limbaugh, you can have the opposite. You know? If you can't have a Rush Limbaugh, you can't have the opposite of Rush Limbaugh. All right? We got to learn that it is in our DNA 
to judge and hate people that aren't us. As a liberal, when you are judging a conservative saying they're racist, you have to know that you are being a bigot because you didn't do a study. You didn't do a qualitative, quantitative analysis on it. You just think that's what they are. You think that they're racist. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you, your guy, Joe Biden, just said uh, the genocide of Uyghurs in China is uh, just a cultural difference. Literally, that's what he said. At least the Trump uh, team condemned the genocide and called it out. But uh, liberals like China. Democrats like China. So, you know, the Uyghurs are going to have to fucking die for the next four years because we're not going to do shit about it. We're not going to do shit about it because the Democrats like China. Telling you, it's true. They like China. And so you have to realize that you're no better. In fact, you might be worse because you should know better because you are educated because you should be more tolerant. It's in your title. You should be able to be a little more uh, aware, self-aware. Okay? More should be expected from you. If you think you're going to, if you're going to say 70 million people are racist because they voted for Donald Trump, you better back that shit up with some quantitative, qualitative research. You better go do the study because that is genocidal thought. If you follow it through and you say, look, those are evil racists, then we should better do something about it, right? We should better kill them or do something because we can't have that. 70 million people, what are you going to do with them? Going to re-educate them? Going to put them in some camps? Get them in some (laughs) diversity training camps? Demand them to go? Ridiculous. We got to do better, all of us people. I'm sorry that uh, Rush Limbaugh died. Uh, He was an inspiration to many people. Um, Maybe I'll go listen to some old shows and uh, because he really uh, pushed that envelope in new and interesting ways. And uh, yeah, sorry he's dead. All right, everybody. Have a great day and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.